Welcome to the Faith Mama Mondays podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. And we're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect and we mess up. A lot. But we have been called to a mighty work. Motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry. But we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this together. Faith Mama Mondays is a place where we can connect, laugh, and even cry together. It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together. Welcome to Faith Mama Mondays. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Faith Mama Mondays. This is Jernice, and I have Ryan and Dominique with me, and we are so excited to continue the topic of love this month. This has been an awesome topic. We've been learning so much. And so, hey, we're going to prepare to – we're not going to stop here. We're just going to go ahead and dig right on in and keep on going. But before we do that, you all know – that we have to enjoy when I'm one of the most favorite parts of this show that we just love, love, love to get going with first, and that is our mom life roll call. Yes, mama. So it is time, as my sister Janice said, for the mom life roll call. And this is the part of the show, if you're just tuning in, that we like to stand in solidarity with each other and just share our mom life moments. Most of the time, they're hilarious or gross. We talk about poop a lot. But (laughs) uh, nonetheless, uh, we stand in solidarity with our faith mama sisters and salute moms everywhere and just talk about the things that we go through um, in everyday mom life. So do you guys have any uh, mom life stories to share this week? So I have a mom life story. I think a lot of moms may be able to relate to this. Why is it that when you are in the room, you could be in the room with their grandparents, you could be in the room with their hus- with your husband, you could be in the room with any other adult, and if they're thirsty or hungry, they come directly to you. Like at one point, my husband is sitting on the couch playing video games, and all three of my children, my little one and two of the two oldest, are there wanting something. And I'm like, can we, like, divide and conquer here? Like, can you go over there? Why does everybody want water for mommy, chips for mommy, a snack for mommy, all at the exact same time while there's another grown-up sitting right there? Like, does that happen to anybody else or is it just me? <laughs> that is a serious mom life. <laughs> Ah, like, uh, it just happened literally five, like, before we got on this call, I was sitting on the couch, and they were like, Mommy, can I have some water? Mommy, can I have some juice? Mommy, can I have some? And I'm, like, looking, like, seriously? (laughs) What? So, yes, mom life, mom life. That is hilarious. I can totally relate to that all the time. (laughs) I'm like, go to your dad. He's sitting right there. Like, go ask (laughs) him. I think it's because, like, we had them, you know, so we fed them when they were growing inside of us. And I figure, why stop now? I mean, you've been doing it, so just I'll keep coming to you. Yep, you're probably absolutely right. Yeah, that makes so much sense. (laughs) It doesn't make it better, but at least it kind of helps you to cope a little bit. (laughs) So I have one. Um, It's not quite funny, but uh, I just feel like it's a important to share this experience that I have with Brooklyn. So we missed church service today. Um, And so like this morning as I was cooking breakfast, I just put on like some praise and worship music. And 
we just started singing and kind of having our own church service in our living room. And this little girl proceeds to, like, sing word for word (laughs) uh, this song called Grace by Charles Jenkins. And she, like, sings this song, like, word for word. And I was just literally absolutely blown away. And then, you know, in in between, she's, like, saying hallelujah and amen. And it just warmed my heart so much because, you know, the Bible talks about how you should train up a child in the way that they should go and they would never depart from it. And it's so true. Like, the more we immerse our children in the spirit of God and uh, the teachings of God, like, I just see her displaying it on her own sometimes. And it's even not even when I'm, like, listening to praise or worship music. Sometimes she'll just, like, we were in the car two days ago. And in the back seat, she was like, hallelujah. And I was like, okay, girl, you got the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. (laughs) So, yeah, I just thought that was really awesome. That is so awesome. That is. That's my girl. I love her. Mm -hmm. I love her. So I have mine. I think my mom life moment is going to maybe branch off into a kid say the darndest things segment because um, London is very fascinated by nature. The sun and the moon, like, she can't understand sometimes why the moon is out and the sun is not out. And, like, she'll do this thing where she'll go out. And it was a couple of days where we had, like, rain, and then finally the sun came out. And she's like, oh, hi, sun. How you doing? You know, so she's very in tune with it. So the other night I was picking her up, and she always looks in the sky, and she looks for the moon, and she saw it. And the moon was kind of like, it wasn't a full moon, but it was kind of like maybe a half, I would say. And so she looked up and she said, oh, the moon is broken. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I just busted out laughing because I was like, oh, wow, that is so amazing at how, you know, how she's relating and just what she saw. She saw the moon was broke. It wasn't full. So it was a broken moon. That was too cute. It was hilarious. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Kids are so awesome. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I have to shout out a mom, a faith mama, um, Alicia Powell. I know you guys remember her. Um, she was on the Faith Mama podcast a little while ago, and um, we also talked about her book launch. But I have to shout her out and talk about a mom life moment that we were recently talking about. So <laughs> her daughter is super cute, and this kind of goes in hand in hand with what Ryan talked about. Like she'll praise God and she'll be dancing and singing because she sees her mom doing it all the time. So one day, I guess she noticed that we all needed prayer. So she was like, she, okay, she's not quite two, so she doesn't have language, so it kind of sounded like that. She's like, and so we all knew she wanted to pray. So she grabs everybody's hands, and she goes, amen. And, like, it was so awesome. It was so awesome. So I just have to, like, shout that out and be like, faith mamas are doing some stuff and their kids are, like, picking it up. So it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. So awesome. Oh, God. So good. All right. Well, that is brings us to our topic today, which we are finishing up on the topic of love. And I have to say that this has been some of the most powerful discussion um, here on the podcast and in the Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook group, please, please, please go ahead and join that. It's so powerful being able to see what people, what mamas are posting and their experiences with the challenge. Um, The challenge last week, Ryan, like blew my mind and so many others. And, oh, man, God is just on the move. 
So that brings me to the scripture for the day. Um, we're just going to really dig in this last day, last day for the topic of love. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 through 3. And it's so funny because Janice actually posted this scripture in, in the Facebook group, and it hit me so hard. So I want to go ahead and read it. And it says, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. So whew, what do you ladies think about that scripture? Like what stands out? Uh, what are your reflections? What hits me first is just that, like, the selflessness that comes from exuding love. So, like, what the scripture speaks to me is, like, in my own words, you can be the most talented, the most beautiful, the most intelligent, have the best career, have the most amazing house, drive the awesomest car, have the best family ever, but none of that would mean anything if you don't live from a place of love. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's just, like, this, like, selflessness that, like, that word just keeps popping up in my spirit, selflessness. Like, love is about being selfless and more so about giving um, that receiving. No, I, I'm definitely on board with what you're saying. That's absolutely right. And it, the amazing thing to me is it's kind of the opposite of what we uh, seem to experience in the world. You know, everyone is really most of the time um, very drawn to what people do outwardly. You know, if you feel someone's really talented in a certain area. But what this scripture is telling us is that you can do all those things. And the thing I want to point out is, guess what? You can do them all without love. But if you don't have love, those things, they're not as great. Like, I would even dare to say that the true power behind those things aren't there. And they can't be there, right? Because then, you know, God is love, and, and he's the one that gives us the power, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago. So, like, your gift is even more powerful, you know, to me when you allow the spirit of God to flow through you, and that's through love. So that this is a great scripture. This is a great one. Yeah, and there's some really good conversation that's going on um, in the Facebook group about it. And one of the things that stuck, stuck out to me was that as I was reading, and it stuck out when it says, um, it says, but do not have love, I am nothing. So it says, if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And that hit me so hard because I realized that so, for so often we're searching for a purpose. And we're like, what's my purpose? And we liken our purpose to like our career, or we liken our purpose to the ministry that God has called us to, or we liken our purpose to all these things. And when I read this, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I can be doing all these things and still be nothing, meaning still living purposelessly, um, still living void of purpose if I refuse 
to live a life of love because I was designed to love and be loved. And how do I know that? How do I know that we were designed this way? It's because the scriptures say that God is love. And then if we go back to Genesis, it said that God created us in his image. So if he is love, then we were created in the image of love, meaning that we were created to love and to be loved. And without that, no matter what we do, no matter how many things we, how many things we check up our to-do list, without that, without the true essence of love, as we've been talking about all month, we literally are living with void of purpose. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks that our purpose is love. So good. It makes me think about, I was going to take a minute and be transparent. It makes me think about how there was a time in my life when I wasn't so connected to God. And I mean, I've always believed in God, but never really had um, the level of intimacy, like an intimate relationship with him until, you know, recently. And it reminds me of like how you can, it's so easy when you focus on your circumstances and like things that have happened in your life, it's so easy to walk around as like an empty shell. And I feel like that's what the scripture is saying too, is like you walk around empty if, you, if you're not full of love, if you don't have God's spirit within you. You walk around just kind of like existing um, instead of really living from a place of, of love and being loved and giving love. I think about um, if you go down in that scripture in 1 Corinthians 13 and you go down a little further, and we've touched on this scripture like I think every single podcast, uh, but if you go down to verse 4, that's where it starts. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. And I think about how I personally feel when I operate this way. So, like, when I choose to walk in patience versus in rushing, I actually feel more at peace, less stressed. When I choose to walk in kindness as opposed to not walking in kindness, I actually literally feel better. And I look at it does not envy. When I am, because I'll be honest, there have been times where I've been jealous. There's been times where I've been envious. And it actually causes physical, me physical pain. Like I'm angry. Like things are like tight in my body. And I started thinking about this and I'm like, why is that occurring? And it's like every time we function outside of love, we actually put extra stress and extra strain on our body because it was never intended to, to function outside of love. Like, it was never intended to do that. And I look at it, it's like it does not boast. And I think about, you know, there are times where I've boasted and blah, 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 and what happens is that now I feel like I have to live up to that boast. You know, I'm this and I'm, I'm oh, I, I can do this and I got this and blah, 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 blah. And now the next week I feel like, oh, my gosh, I have to be better than I was that week. And, you know, the stress and the strain and the toil of living outside of these love actions takes on my body. I began to realize that living counter to love is actually stressful and traumatic to my mind and my body because it was never intended to be used that way. Wow, that is so, I mean, I'm just listening to what you're saying, and it's like we're basically going against exactly how we were made when we don't 
love. And so it just, I don't know, it kind of makes everything we've been studying before, all of the different, you know, um, amazing, I won't even really call them challenges. I'm going to call them like growing points. Like God is taking us through the past month to walk in love. And it's because, you know, he wants to really, uh, he wants us to function in the state in which he made us. And I, I know he knows that we can do it. It doesn't mean it's easy, right? You know, we know it takes some, you know, we have to kind of retrain ourselves <laughs> to do some things that we may not be, that may not be comfortable. But the beautiful thing you said that gives so much hope is that we were made for it, and so therefore it's doable. It is doable. And I want to say something about that last part of the verse that says, like, if you don't have love, that you're nothing. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, like, when I, I did post that today, when I posted it, I said, well, that's harsh. I don't, I normally like to tell people who they are and, um, I just, that, that kind of hit hard. I'm like, man, I'm nothing. So for the person who <laughs> heard us say that and is reading that, like, don't take it wrong because, remember, you are made, you know, you're made uh, to love. You're wired for this. So when I read that, this is the Janice translation. So, you know, you probably won't find this online or in the stores, but just hear me out. Um, you, the nothing to me is a void. And so, like, you're operating in this void. That is unproductive because it's against who you really are. And so, therefore, you're not accomplishing, I feel like, the things, you know, you could accomplish if you were not, if you were to really just act in the way God would have you to be. So, you know, when I read that, like, don't walk around and saying I'm nothing because, well, that's not true because you're awesome because God made you. But you don't want to, we don't want to operate in that voided place, you know, where you're kind of like a shell walking around not full of what you're supposed to be. Of. That makes total sense, though, and it, I, like there's definitely be po- been points in my life where I feel like I've walked around kind of like a zombie because I've been focused on um, not operating and living from that place of, of love, um, but I like the word that you used, Janice, and like void, like that's such a good word um, to translate nothing to because it really is the absence of, of of love in our lives that makes us operate empty. That's so good. That is so good. I'm going to bounce down to, we're going to end up reading this whole chapter I see this evening, but, or on this podcast. I'm going to bounce down to verse 8 in the same, um, same chapter in Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8. And that's where it says, love never fails. It says, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away uh, the childish things. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then, Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully even as I am fully known. And now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And the reason that I read all of that is because what God has been showing and sharing with me through this last chunk of this chapter is that if we didn't start businesses, and we didn't start ministries, and we didn't do this and do that, climb the rankings at our job, be the world's best 
mom who could make the best sandwiches and all these things that we put a lot of stock into, you know, be super fly every time we walked out of the house. If we didn't do any of those things, but we operated in love, we operated in, as it says, patience and kindness and not envying and not boasting and, and not being proud and not dishonoring others and not being self-seeking, if we operated in those things and didn't do anything else, we would have fulfilled our purpose. And it's so interesting because a lot of the external things we liken to purpose, but what God is saying here is all that stuff, all that stuff fades away, all that stuff ceases to exist. And when, uh, when life here on this earth as we know it is over, the only thing that stands is faith, hope, and love, and love being the greatest of them all. All the prophecies that we've gotten over our lives and all that stuff is awesome for here and now, but when we come to realize why we were here in the first place was to love, it's so freeing. And you realize that everything else is just a tool in order for you to fulfill that purpose. And that's just what's really been hitting me. And I really want to get what, what are you guys thinking as far as when it comes to our purpose being love. So can I tell you, I was listening to you, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. I feel like I say this every podcast. I go, where do we start? Or my goodness, what have I been thinking or doing? And when you think about love being our purpose, though, it's this thing. I, I keep going back to, I just keep hearing God remind me, like, everything he did and does is hinged on love. It's the center of it all. Christ came because of what? Love. He went through what he went through for what? Love. Like, love never fails. Like, it's something to this love thing. And I'm excited to tell you guys I don't know all the answers about what (laughs) the something is, but I'm happy we're talking about it because we need to unearth the big thing that I think will solve so much and just allow the power of God to totally, like, infiltrate earth, <laughs> totally consume us. And I believe love is, like, the key, literally. It really is. Yeah. I do, again, I don't know the answers, like, to how, the what, the where. I believe God is just starting to kind of, like, peel back some layers. And I believe this month us talking about this is a big layer. So to uh, be here ending this um, week's pod, well, this month's podcast on this note right here is awesome because it's something to it and I don't think we've seen the end of it I think we're just scratching the surface it makes me that much more hungry to like understand and to want to know God because it's like Mm -hmm. as you were saying journeys like if we get this love thing right if we get it right if we do what we were born and created and fully equipped to do and operate and live from a place of love and that is like our existence then God's power and God's love like like you said cover the earth and Mm. um it just makes it's it's so inspiring and gives me hope to like really truly want to understand and know God more so that I can pass along this love to my children to you know on my spouse my children my family um you know the moms and faith mamas like everyone that i come in contact with i want to be that reflection of love of that god says that we should be and and that man mm. (laughs) 
Ooh, it really, really makes me want to just know God even more because I like he obviously wants us to get this love thing right. I mean, it's it's the reason that we're here. You know, I want to shout out another faith mama that I didn't even know I was going to share this in, so I'm going to share her name because I really, she enlightened me with this, and, and her name is Christina Amen. She's an amazing woman, an amazing mother. Um her and I were talking the other day, and she said something to me, and I'm going to paraphrase it. So, Christina, if you're listening and I get it wrong, just comment on it and correct me in the group. But um, we were talking about battle. And, like, you know, none of us have been to war, right? But, you know, um, if you think about yourself being in battle, and let's just say we're, all, we're faith mamas, right, and we're in this battle. And let's just say um, we're all out there, so we're all subject to the same things, right? You go to war, you could get shot. You know, you could get wounded. Um, everyone has the same, we're on the same playing field. We've had um, the same training, and we're out there together, and we're fighting the enemy, okay? Uh, sometimes what happens is somebody could get wounded, and she gave me this great example. She said, and what normally they are trained to do, from my understanding in combat, is, you know, you have a wounded person, you pull them back. So I'm going to pull them back behind the line because what I need to, they need to be attended to. They might need to be patched up. They need to do whatever. But the rest of us keep doing what we keep fighting. The problem we have, um, and she said, and it was so powerful, is that, and, and this goes with one of the pieces of love, which is really important, and that's how love covers. You know, it covers us, right? You know, we're so busy knowing we're all fighting on the same team, okay? I have news whoever's listening to this. Whether you know it or not and whether you you, you, if you don't uh, know Christ and you haven't accepted him, we're praying with you that, you know, um, that's something that you do. But even if you don't, we're actually all still on this, this battlefield because we're in the, in the earth. And, see, we all have a common enemy whether we want to recognize him or not. But the beautiful thing about what love does is if we're operating in love and one of us gets wounded, instead of pushing our other face mama out there to say, well, how in the world did you get hit? Didn't you see the bullet coming? What's wrong with you? Like, how did that happen? And that's typically what we jump to. And what happens is within the camp, you know, within our own lines, we become our own enemy. We fight ourselves. The enemy has to do nothing because we will destroy ourselves every time. But if we operate in love, I'm like, wait a minute, my sister's wounded. Let me pull her back. My sister stepped out there, and maybe she made a mistake. Maybe she should have seen that there was a landmine, and she didn't know. Or maybe she knew, and she just decided she was going to step on it anyway, you know. But I'm still going to pull her back allow her to be attended to and ministered to and prayed for, but I'm going to keep on fighting. I'm going to keep on going. But we're going to cover her while we keep on going because she is still important. She still matters. Her role is still just as important as any of us out here on this field. And if we operate in love, guess what happens? We can, she gets built up. And I got news for you. When she comes back, she's going to come back even better. You want to know why? Because she was covered by love. And when Christina explained that, and she was talking about it in a slightly different context because we were kind of talking about how people, you know, really persecute leaders. And, and we're not even going to go there because that would be a whole other podcast. But, but I'm listening to what we're saying, and I'm listening to her. I'm like, well, God, I don't really know what it means. Like, what, how, what do you mean? What love? What will it do? He's like, are you kidding me? That's what it will do. This is exactly mm-hmm. what it will do. If you guys build one another up and stop looking at a mom who, you know, you know, we look at moms who, I'm going to use this example, and it's not to be rude or disrespectful to any mom, but we look at a mom who, who may have an addiction. And you say, how could she do that? She's a terrible mother. 
oh, my gosh, she doesn't love her children. But have you ever sat there and said, what happens if I cover her? What happens if I pray for her? What happens if, no, you may not be able to roll out of the bed because you are so high out of your mind, you don't know that you're even there, but I'm going to kick this door down. I'm going to cover and pray for you. I'm going to go feed your children. We're not going to let anything happen to you, and we're going to pray until you get a breakthrough. We're going to be here, and the only way we're going to leave is if you tell us to leave. But I got news for you. Even if we leave because we release the words and the power and what prayer does, because prayer is powerful, don't doubt it, don't ever doubt it, we still left a seed there, and we're going to trust God to do what he needs to do. Like, Can you imagine what would happen in our communities if we would stop beating someone up because you don't understand their story and you would cover them in love? Wow. It would change the world. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I have to say this. Thank you, God. Um, I'm not going to get into all of it, but that <laughs> was a word for me. <laughs> I Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. The Lord is so awesome. And the fact that he's been talking to me like all week, and I didn't even know it until you just summed it up like that, about how love covers. And um, I just want to say this one scripture because, oh, goodness, um, John chapter 21, verse 15 through 17. When I first read this a long time ago, I didn't understand what Jesus was doing. And he showed me what he was doing, and then he just confirmed it through you. So it says, when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And one of the things that I was getting, because, you know, there's a lot of teaching surrounding this particular scripture. And God has been showing me this week, he was like, how many times did Peter deny me? Three. Three times. And Jesus said, right here, I'm giving the opportunity for Peter to function in love, to cover all the sin of the past so that he can move forward. Three times. Jesus asked him three times, and it was so intentional. Jesus said, for every sin, cover it in love. Cover it in love, whether it, be your, whether it be a friend of yours, whether it be someone you don't know. Cover that thing in love. Cover it in love. Just, just saturate it in love. And Jesus, he could have turned his back on Peter. He could have said, how dare you? How dare you deny me after all that I did for you? But instead, he covered it in love and gave Peter the opportunity to function in his purpose even before Peter knew what it was, which was to love and be loved. And three times, he covered all three of those denials that Peter did, every single one. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. That covers one of them. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. That covers the second one. Peter, do you love me? That covers the third one. And Jesus said, all right, now it's time to go. It's time for you to flow in what you were called to do. All of the things in the past are covered in love. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Oof. 
show you anybody, somebody, yourself included, that needs to be covered in love, and then allow God to show you how to do that, whether it be praying for them, or as Janice said, whether it be going and feeding their children, like covering them in love, whether that be going over and helping them, sending them a card, telling them they're an awesome mom. I challenge you to find not just anyone, find a mom. I don't know why. God is just like, find a mom, a mom you know, anyone, or a mom God places on your heart. Or, you know, God might send you to a shelter where there, there are moms that are leaving domestic violence situations or where there are moms that are dealing with addictions. I don't know what God is doing, but find a mom. God, show me a mom. And God, show me how to cover her in love. And do it. Whatever it is the Holy Spirit asks you to do to cover her or yourself or, or your own mother or your grandmother, whoever it is, God, how do I cover her? in love. How do I cover her in love? What do you guys think about that that challenge for this week? I think that's awesome. And you know what's kind of funny? Um, it's just awesome how God works. So I don't want to get too far on a tangent, but I, I promise it goes back to the challenge. So I was in a grocery store uh, this evening, and um, I walked by a mom uh, and her daughter. And her daughter's like, pulling stuff off the shelves, and the mom is, like, obviously frustrated and annoyed, and I, I could just feel her spirit was really heavy, right? And so I got what I needed to get on the same aisle, and I started to walk away. And the Holy Spirit was just like, nope, go back and tell her about the podcast. Nope, go back and tell her about the podcast. And I was fighting it, y'all. I walked all the way to the end of the aisle, and I was like, mm, no, I'm not going to do it. And then I just kept hearing, go tell her about the podcast. And so, like, I did a loop around like a total weirdo. <laughs> I came out of nowhere, and I introduced myself to her, and then I gave her a flyer, and I just, you know, I chatted with her for a few seconds, and I, I told her about the podcast. So, like, to that point of covering moms in love, like, the Holy Spirit will tell you who it's supposed to be. The Holy Spirit will tell you what it's supposed to be, no matter, I mean, just that small exchange in a grocery store about telling a mom about a podcast. You know, who knows, maybe she's going to listen in to one of the episodes we've done and it's going to, you know, blow her mind and change her world and bring her back to God. We don't know, but the whole, but when the Holy Spirit puts that on your heart, who that person is, and when he puts that on your heart, what you're supposed to do, obey because you never know how it's going to impact that mom's life. So I just want to give you all encouragement to, to definitely um, seek God's wisdom and his guidance um, in this challenge and, and then follow through with it. So just, just listen. And no act is too small. You know, don't feel that, 
you know, oh, all I did was give her a hug or all I did was smile or all I did was compliment. Like, you don't, you don't know what they're dealing with because we're not everywhere, right? But we know who is everywhere and God is able. And he hears all these prayers and the requests. He hears the thoughts that, you know, women are having before we even have them. And so I'm going to even take it a step further. Whatever woman he puts in your mind, even if she doesn't have a child, talk to her. Because you don't know if she's praying for one. You, you just don't know if she lost one. You don't know what it could be. So, you know, I thank God that he's going to give us the boldness to be obedient because, you know, we're his hands and feet on the ground. And he's going to do all the heavy lifting. All we got to do is that part. That's it. All we have to do. And guess what? She's been waiting to meet you. She's been waiting her whole life to meet you. She's been waiting her whole life for you to pray for her. Like, you were made for this moment to to do whatever it is you're going to do this week. Like, you know, and it's the perfect timing for it. It's the time is now. So I'm excited about it because it's just, I'm telling y'all, it's some free. It, I mean, like, things are breaking off that we, what our natural eye can't see. But I pray this week that God will allow us to dream through vision, through revelation, to be able to just glimpse and see from his perspective the um, uh, what happens when we're in agree- agreement with what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I just pray that we can see it so that you understand how important you are because you're so, this community is so instrumental and it's going to, you know, oh, it's, it's just going to do some things. And so I'm excited about it. I really am. Amen. Amen. And I'm so glad you said that about any woman because you don't know you don't know if they raised their their siblings or, yes. you know, you don't know if they are pouring into a mentee or a niece or a nephew with every ounce of mm-hmm. They are mothering, you know, and, you know, they are a mother. And I, you don't know if they lost a child, if, if you know, they've been trying for, I had a, a mom now, she was trying for 12 years. Like, you have no idea. Um, but so I'm so glad that you mentioned that. And Janice, would you mind um, praying us out today? Um, Absolutely. The Lord is saying, Janice. <laughs> I, I feel he is too. And I'm going to say this before I pray because um, I wasn't going to share this, but this is so transparent. Let's go for it. We're in the podcast and we're being transparent. So let me just go in and go there. Before we started to record this, you guys, 10 minutes before we were getting on um, to record, my stomach just started bugging out bad. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm going to be real. I was like, I'm going to have to record from the bathroom because this is just not good. I don't know what's happening. And um, <laughs> even getting on, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to get on. Like, for like 10 to 15 minutes, I couldn't move. And even as we were sitting here talking, um, you know, and going through the podcast, like, I've been on mute here and there because I, like, had chills and I was cold and I was like, okay, I don't know what's happening. Um, but, you know, we always pray before we get started. And so we prayed and I'm sitting here and I'm just like, oh, my goodness. But I, I'm saying all that to say not, you know, for no, no uh, sympathy or whatever that word is. I have a praise report. Like, my stomach stopped hurting. I'm like, I'm sitting straight up talking right Amen. now. And I'm not Amen. cold anymore. <laughs> And Amen. Um, so my point is, you know, is not to negate if someone isn't feeling well. If you don't feel well, we plead the blood of Jesus of your life right now um, because we know he's a healer and we know he intends for healing to happen on this side of earth, okay, here. Um, but I'm encourage you that sometimes if things pop up out of the blue, that sometimes it could be this week a distraction. 
So you know what? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when you push through on the other side of it is what you're looking for, like what you need, and it's your healing. And so I want to thank God for that. I thank him, and we're going to go ahead and pray. But before I get into the prayer, I'm just, this is going to be a little rogue, but let's roll with me. I just want wherever you are, if you're listening, just praise him. You know, thank him. Thank him mm-hmm. in advance for whatever it is you're believing in agreement with him for. If God has shown you something, I just want you to thank him right now for that thing that he's doing because um, he's amazing. And so, dear God, we just we love you. God, I magnify your name, God. There's none like you in all the earth, God. And, God, I thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you are so amazing, Lord, that you are patient with us. You show us what love really looks like because, God, even if we don't get it right, Lord, even if we're going our own way, you're still there when we just ask you, Lord, to, to come into our life, God. You're still there running the interference, God, ordered every step, Lord, that we've taken. So, God, for that, I just want to say thank you. I thank you for deciding a long time ago that you were never going to give up on us. I thank you for deciding a long time ago to show us what the perfect example of unconditional true love looks like. And so, God, I ask you to give us a revelation, Lord. Give us just this fresh, renewed spirit and, and this push so that we can walk into what love really looks like, God. And, God, I thank you that but we're going to recognize it because you're always there. You're always operating like this. So, God, I thank you for the alignment that you're bringing us into. And, God, I speak over everyone that's listening to this podcast, God, and I'm going to even be bold enough to speak for us to let you know that, God, we say yes to you. We say yes to your will and to your way. So wherever there are distractions, God, that want to come in and keep us from walking in love, God, God, we rebuke that in the name of Jesus, Lord. God, I ask that you put our blinders on and you keep us focused on you, Heavenly Father, this week. God, because we have sisters that are in the trenches, God, that need to be pulled back behind the line, God, so that they can be mended, Heavenly Father. And I thank you that we speak right now that you are a mending, healing whole-making Father, God, God, that you have every intention to finish everything you started in each and every one of our lives, God. So, God, we're just there ready, Heavenly Father, to pull them back, God. And the beautiful thing, God, is all we have to do is do the pulling back, and, God, you do the mending, Lord. So, God, I thank you that, Lord, they're going to be chains broken off of women, Heavenly Father. They're going to be, that's going to be healing for the hearts that hurt, Heavenly Father, over lost, God. I thank you. Why? Because, God, you said that blessed are those that mourn, God, because they're going to be comforted. So I thank you for the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to come through and comfort them right now in Jesus' name, God. God, I thank you for the addictions that will be broken in Jesus' name. You know why, God? God, because you desire our minds to be at peace, God. You desire to be the one, to, the one Heavenly Father to fill us with your Holy Spirit, God, to allow us to walk in a place that we thought we could never walk into. So for my sister's minds out there, God, that where they feel they just can't even get it together, they don't even want to open their eyes, they don't even want to get up out the bed, God, I speak releasing over them right now in Jesus' name, God. God, and I'm happy to know this week, God, that they are going to be able to stand up, God. And God, even if it's just putting one foot on the ground, Jesus, God, you're going to just start moving them and transitioning them, God, to a place that they see the beauty that you put in them, God, because you're glorious and you're amazing, God, and we're made just like you, Lord. God, I thank you because, God, you're raising these women up, Lord, because it's your desire to heal the land. I thank you that you're here and I cry, God, and what you're saying is that I hear you and that heaven is here, God. I thank you, God, that as you 
you said in your word, heaven is infiltrating earth, God. I thank you that we will reflect the glory, Heavenly Father, that you set forth. And there is nothing that can stop us, God. I thank you that we as women will lock arms this week, God, and we will pull another sister up, God. And, God, if we got to pull her by her ankles, God, while she's trying to get to hold on, we will continue to pull. Why? Because, God, you desire for us to see ourselves as you see us. And so, God, I thank you. I thank you for the true reflection that we're going to see this week, Heavenly Father. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your covering. I thank you for hiding us under your wings, God. God, I thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord. God, we count all these things done because there is none like you. And because if we get to the end of what the word says, the summary is that we won. It's already done. We have the victory All we have to do is show up. And, God, I thank you that as we show up, you're right there. You're right there because we are ready to take back what's rightfully ours. We will not continue to be defeated in a war that's already been won. We will show up. So, God, I thank you for the power that you've given us through your Holy Spirit. And we count these things done. We shout in victory today because it's in your son Jesus' name that it has just been finished. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord.